0: Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready? The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, is good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan.
1: Welcome into the Friday, November 2nd edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We've got some reaction from Marshall's basketball win last night, exhibition play. Taking on West Virginia Wesleyan, we'll hear from John Elmore, also the head coach himself, Dan D'Antoni. will get their thoughts on the game as we're moving ahead now. Looking forward to Eastern Kentucky. That's coming up next week. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, basketball last night, victory for the Thundering Herd. They won that one 83-65 we'll talk about that a little bit later on. We've got football as well to get into because Thundering herds in action tomorrow on the road taking on Southern Miss. Love this series between Marshall and Southern Miss. So these are two programs that I hope they're playing football well into my retirement consistently. I want to be like 85 talking about you remember when? I want to be I want to be that guy just talking about The old days, the good. I want to be like, I don't know, a high tech version of Woody Woodrum in thirty years, talking about the old days of herd football. By the way, he's coming on the show tonight. We're going to talk to him. Honey, Tahai's in action tonight, taking on Spring Valley. That means we're going to talk football. We'll have him on a little bit later on. We'll also hopefully hear from Jason Toy. Jason Toy's got Cabell Midland action tonight. That's going to be over on our sister station. 97.9, the river. So we've got that to talk about. And, of course, your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. And if you're back in Huntington, you're in the area, you're not making the road trip for football, well, you've got some options. Now, if you're listening to me tonight live instead of on the podcast, you've got some options at the Cam Henderson Center because... Marshall has got volleyball action, and that is coming up tonight. Uh, They are getting underway at about 6 o'clock. So if you're listening to me now and you're anywhere in the area and you're looking for something to do, you want to go support the herd, they could definitely use you as the volleyball team tonight. 6 o'clock taking on Florida Atlantic. And then you've got coming up on Saturday. For those of you who may be... Didn't make the road trip. Not heading down. You're going to be in Huntington. Soccer action taking on Florida Atlantic. That's going to be 7 o'clock tomorrow. And then women's volleyball on Sunday, 1 o'clock, taking on FIU. So important matches for the Thundering Herd on the volleyball side. Soccer as well. So you've got those options coming up this week. And, of course, if you're not going to volleyball you're going to football instead, don't forget, take your radio with you if you're going to any of our games tonight. Huntington High is going to be right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, if you're wanting to pull for Spring Valley, totally get that. 92.7, 98.5, the planet, Spring Valley side of things. That's where you get that. And, of course, as we just mentioned, Jason toys has got the Cabell-Midland matchup tonight, and that's coming up on nine The River. So we've got you covered with the next week playoffs. Don't know what it's going to look like just yet because, again, in the playoffs, if you're not familiar with West Virginia, road teams going to determine pretty much, hey, we're playing on Saturday, so if somebody's got to come away, it's going to be a drive for them. They might go, you know what? We're taking that on Saturday. Sometimes coaches do that as well if they think, you know, we can maybe kill a little bit of their home field advantage because they might not have a crowd. Let's just say somebody's got to travel a ways to take on Huntington High next week. Huntington High wins. They're definitely going to have a home game. I think they're going to have a first-round game. And depending on what happens tonight, they might go a couple of rounds and have some home games. Well, Somebody might be coming far away. You know what? Thundering Herd's playing on Saturday. Let's pick Saturday as well. That way, there might not be as much of a crowd there. How much does the crowd factor into this? For some coaches, they think that's a big deal. For others, they don't care. Let's just play football. But we'll find out. That's coming up. We'll have Huntington High football right here on. ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, Spring Valley will be over on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. And UK is going to be on Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40 if there's a conflict. And that will be next week. We'll know more, of course. We'll know way before. And I'm sort of like the one-stop shop. I'm the directory for where all these things are going to happen. So just lock it right here. I'll get you covered. I'll tell you if it has some of you call me before here at the office, I don't mind calling me at the office. I'll tell you what's up. I'll tell you what you need to know. I mentioned this a few days ago. I had someone call me last week. Hey, how do I get the game? How do I find the game? I'll take those calls. It's Stadium Facebook. We're going to be at Roosters tomorrow for the pregame festivities. Beltone Hearing Aid Center. College football today. We're going to be there. And if you don't think you can figure out how to make this happen on your TV. Come down to Rooster's because you can get a good meal and you can figure out how to watch the game by choosing what table you want to sit at. That's that's how you figure out how to watch the game on Saturday. Facebook, I'm okay with it. We've gotten into this. I'm not going to go that far into this, but I'm okay with it you like to be on more of a traditional platform, but how much longer will traditional platforms be the traditional platform? I've been having a good time watching stuff on ESPN+. Now, I'm used to this stuff. Streaming, all that. I'm good. I mean, years ago... I thought it was great that, oh, look, I can watch all the NCAA games on their website. I'll just hook up an HDMI port from my computer to the TV screen. Watched uh, the Ohio Bobcats were in the NCAA tournament. I remember that a few years ago. And so I wanted to watch that game. I got home, just hooked the laptop up, watched it that way. I don't have to even worry about that now. That's the beauty of this thing. It's gotten so much better. But if you're having problems, don't forget We've got some options for you. Come on out, join us at Roosters tomorrow. We'll take good care of you. We'll watch the game and hopefully cheer on the Thundering Herd to victory because the postgame is a lot more pleasant when the Thundering Herd wins, and that's what I've got to do after the game tomorrow night. That's right. Don't forget the post game, or as we affectionately like to call it, Bud Light College Football Wrap-Up. That'll be following the game broadcast Tomorrow, And we'll have that for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, when we come back for break, we're going to talk a little bit more about basketball. I think I've gotten through everything you need to know now. I've kind of set the table for you. When we come back, I've got some reaction from last night's basketball. We've got high school football games to start talking to you about. Huntington High tonight, game of the week, taking on Spring Valley. These two teams are in. Spring Valley would just like to stay really in. And Huntington High would like to make sure that they've got a a good spot as well as they begin their postseason run. And if you beat Spring Valley, you got to feel real good about yourself after a a rough few weeks. So that's coming up tonight. We've got Campbell Midland as well. And we've got reaction from John Elmore last night from Marshall Basketball. Dan D'Antoni on Marshall's win over West Virginia Wesleyan. Again, if you missed it last night, it was 83-65 exhibition play. So the Thundering Herd gets what they think they need out of this one as they get ready for real basketball. We'll talk about that when we come back from break. High school football also coming up on the program. We'll do all that when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive. High school football still to come. We'll get into that. We've got a couple of big area matchups. Huntington High Spring Valley, our game of the week. So we'll get into that as well. But last night it was basketball exhibition time. Thundering Herd taking on West Virginia Wesleyan. Exhibition game, I like this. I don't know where else you're going to go. You're looking for a game where you can get a lot of guys in. You're working on yourself. This is about you. Wesleyan comes in, they've got an opportunity to see what they look like. They're going to play against a, an opponent that has. Theoretically, a bigger talent pool, more players, more depth. So it benefits both parties. You kind of wonder sometimes, what's Marshall get out of this? Because obviously, they're a better team just top to bottom than West Virginia Wesleyan. But Wesleyan's coming in, and they're going to play hard. And they did. I thought it was very competitive for a while. Three-point shooting definitely went the way of Wesleyan. They shot 12 of 30. Now, we're going to get into that a little bit more here in a moment. Because the Thundering Herd did not shoot well from the three-point line. Now, the good news is, and you'll hear this from Dan D'Antoni, just to sort of preview what he's going to say, that they got 33 looks at the three-point shot. They got 33 shots. So he's happy with uh, the Herd shot 34-73 in that contest. Wesleyan only shot 22 of 56. But Marshall, 34 of 73. Definitely were able to go inside a lot and get some points free throws 10 of 14 for Marshall Wesley nine of 14 as well but the three-point number it's not a concern just yet we're talking exhibition you still got to work some of those kinks out but I wanted to talk to John Elmore first and we got to talk to the players uh, this first thing I asked him was give me his thoughts on we're we're looking at what your performance is now game one to game two what'd you see how you feel how this team get better and what do you still got to work on
2: Uh, I thought the energy all around was a lot better. Uh, Communication was great on defense. Uh, We gave up about half as many points as we gave up last game. So uh, Coach Rugeot lay off of us a little bit. But I think we got better. Uh, That was our goal with these two games, is to see where we stood and then see what we need to improve on. So I think uh, from game one to two, there was definitely a little bit of a jump. And hopefully from these two to the first real game, it will be a bigger jump. So we're fired up. We're excited. Got a lot of young guys starting to mesh well. And uh, I think we got a big year ahead.
1: Now, Dan D'Antoni also had some thoughts, and he went a little bit longer in his opening statement just to talk about this one. But here's Dan D'Antoni's thoughts, his breakdown of what happened and looking ahead after the game last night.
0: Good ball game. Uh, They they play a real disciplined kind of a Princeton offense and play a a zone which we haven't practiced against. That's the first time we've seen one. We don't do it in practice, so – um, we didn't play one the first game, so That was our first look at a good zone, so that helped us out. We'll have good tape to show our kids where to go. Uh, got a chance to play everybody. Uh, felt good about our effort. Our effort was much better than the first game, especially defensively. We still have some work to do. We don't – you know, we still have a hole every now and then about – you get a guy that's on fire. I think it was 44, and not Well, yeah, 44, and we uh, – we, guard, we think we're guarding him when we get down in front of him and can't guard shooters like that, but it's uh, it's an easy fix if they'll focus themselves and uh, we'll make sure that a uh, shooter like that getting off, we're, we're up a little tighter on him. But over and all, I thought, good ball game and now it's time for the real stuff and uh, That's going to be, we're going on the road to Eastern Kentucky. That wasn't too good two years ago. They got that same big kid that kicked our tails down there last year or two years ago. And uh, we'll have to be prepared. And uh, it's hard. The first games are always hard, no matter. You either, if you're the better team, you either beat them by a whole lot or you can get beat because first games are, are very, very difficult, especially when you're on the road. That's why most, most. Good teams do not do that, so we just have to go and see if we can't get a win. And Antonio, thoughts after the
1: game. Now, as I mentioned a few moments ago, three-point shot was not falling for the Thundering Herd. The good news is they've got plenty of looks, 33 attempts. They only made five, and let me preface that by saying those five they didn't come from where you usually look for them to come. We'll get into that here in a moment. But John Elmore, I asked him after the game, this was a tough night for the three. Here's his response.
2: Yeah, I think we were like one for 19 and a half. Um, the way we play, that's not usually what we do, but we still managed to uh, win the game, score a decent amount of points, and hold them to a lot less. Uh, so it was a good win. Uh, we're going to watch film tomorrow, break it down, and see what we need to prove on and keep working.
1: Same question, Dan D'Antoni, somebody had to ask it. I signed up. I went ahead and went for it and just asked him about the three-point situation. And he kind of looked at me like, "Yeah, you notice that, Han? Huh? My replies, is, yeah, yeah, I kind of noticed that. So here's his response uh, after that about the three-point shot. He's not concerned, and
0: he'll tell you why. I'm glad I put Luke Thomas now. that was a hell of a coaching cause I think we were in single digits percentage wise till I got him in there and got us up to fifteen percent. So you know, I you know that's the least of my worries. Uh, we're gonna we'll we'll shoot the basketball. It's just uh, getting game rhythm and uh, they'll get there. Uh, we the thing is we were able to get thirty three of them. so uh, and they I thought they were all pretty good looks with they a couple a little quick, but for the most part, pretty good looks and uh, we'll, will knock those down.
1: Now you mentioned Luke Thomas, Luke Thomas came into the game and he came in late two of three from the three point line. So there's two of those five right there. You got one from John Elmore. You got one from CJ Burks and Byers gave you one. And that's where your five, three point shots made came from. So didn't go down for the Thundering Herd, but in a short span, Luke Thomas comes out, and you got to love this kid. Maybe not the most athletic kid out there, but he's gutty. He has a lot of heart, and John Elmore talked a little bit about him, why he's such a great teammate, and, and just why it was fun watching him out there last night.
2: Uh, Luke's one of those guys you just want to root for day in, day out, um, He's a guy that brings it every day of practice. Um, He's not the most athletic. He's not the tallest. He's not the strongest. He's not the quickest, et cetera. But he's a guy that's got the biggest heart. Uh, Luke brings it every day. You know you can count on him. One of the first guys in the gym, one of the last guys to leave the gym. So uh, he's one of those guys you love having on your team. And when he gets in there, uh, we're rooting for him. So uh, heck of a teammate right there.
1: So it's fun to see Luke. You're not going to see much of him, I'm sure, on the game bench other than – Towards the end, I mean, you got to look for him a little bit. He'll be there, but you're just not going to see him because you got to look for him. And so he gets in the game. The bench came out tonight and played, or last night, they came out and played 50 bench points. I don't think you're going to see all of that again, but at the same time, you're going to see a lot of depth from this Thundering Herd team. One guy in particular, the question was asked about him and his performance was uh, Iron Brennett. And Bennett was 3 of 7, gave you four offensive boards, six points total, had a couple of turnovers. He was out there for a good 13 minutes. But 3 of 7, not bad. And there was a lot of depth on display, including Bennett. And here's what Dan D'Antoni had to say about that.
0: Well, I thought Iron, first half especially, was very active. And I thought he was doing a good job. Second half, he his motor went down that's going to be a work, you know, uh, the, what uh, somebody asked me the other day and I said, you know, if you look at him, what he is right now, uh, okay. I can see your point, but I don't coach that way. I coach what I think it's going to be. And, uh, when he gets, uh, down a little bit more weight and he gets, uh, playing, there are things he can do that, uh, a lot of people can't by the just his sheer bulk and size, and what I gotta do is, uh, you know, be patient enough to let him have that growth, that growth uh, area. You can't do it sitting on your tail, so I've got to be patient enough to give him the chance to to grow, and at the same time win a ball game, not forfeiting a ball game because of it. And that's uh, well, deep. I, my biggest challenge is gonna be, like I said, using the bench at the right times and. Normally I'm just thinking about plays, and now I'm going to have to worry about, okay, who I got in, how long they've been playing. have i Am I giving everybody enough minutes to be good? And then they have to have their attitudes that it's about us, not about me. And if we get it about us and they're willing to come in and out of games and push the guys that are on the floor, especially the young guys, then, uh, you know, I think we can have a, a real strong season this year.
1: Now, if you look at the score from last night, Marshall wins a game 83-65. to So, the defense was playing. Let's illustrate a couple of things here. How important was defense last night? Well, Marshall was able to get 23 points off turnovers. Marshall also was able to get 12 fast break points. As I mentioned, the bench pulls 50 for you. Second chance points, 18. And you look at the turnovers. Wesleyan had 24 turnovers. Marshall, 14 turnovers, 3 blocks, 10 steals. So they're a little aggressive out there tonight. And this wasn't a game where the offense overwhelmed. The offense was there, but a lot of missed three-pointers. So you had to get your points sometimes the old-fashioned way. You go inside the paint. They had 56 points in the paint. Marshall, University under Dan D'Antoni with 56 points in the paint. I'm not saying that they can't do it. We just don't see it as that much. So defensively, offensively, this was a, a kind of – they had to grind this one out a little bit. They went out and won it, but still they just didn't sit behind the three-point line, sink a whole bunch, and then just win that way. They had to go and actually play some defense, grind it out, and – the question was asked of John Elmore last night about that. Hey, you know, this wasn't one of those games where you went out there and you shot lights out from the three-point line. You, know, you guys were pretty aggressive on defense as well, and here's what Elmore had to say.
2: Yeah, it's going to be like that. Uh, it's a long year. We're not going to make shots every night, and we're going to have to grind out possessions. Games like Old Dominion, uh, Middle Tennessee, La Tech, uh, all those top-notch schools, Western Kentucky. You're going you're not always gonna make shots. You're gonna have to find other ways to win, uh, whether that's cracking down on defense or just making hustle plays. And I think we did some of that tonight. We showed glimpses, and uh, we're just gonna keep improving as we go along the games.
1: And you know, we've kind of joked at times. There's no D in Dan Tony, but there was some D in Dan Tony last night. There was some D on that Marshall Thundering Herd roster. And so here's Dan's thoughts on playing, being a little bit more of a defensive squad.
0: Yeah, well, we can play good defense, and we got a team that can press. I mean, we got a lot more uh, variety of style of play. You know, you can go big if they're beating us up inside with a post guy. we got a guy that can get up in there and bang around a little bit. I thought uh, Michael Byers uh, played well. He shows a lot of poise and uh, exceptionalism, really. I feel comfortable when he has the ball. I thought defensively he played uh, better than I've seen him. He was active. And we just got to push his motor a little bit. But uh, Jansen, George, I don't think I play George that much. And when I play him, 15. fifteen minutes. So, you know, it's uh, we got to look at everybody, and sometimes that's difficult because your your players who are used to playing longer stretches don't get the rhythm they would if you if you did that. It's it's hard to come in and out of a ball game. Sometimes I get criticized for, uh, you know. Uh, not using my bench deep enough. And of course, I I played there was ooh, very little bench, and uh, so I'm I'm one of those, and I just you get tired. I don't understand that, you know. I just don't understand getting tired. But uh, we do have a, a deeper bench, and I'm going to have to coach myself to be a better coach and use it at right times. And, and uh, but they give us a lot more variety than we've had here.
1: Not to pick on coach, but he was probably the type that walked the school uphill both ways. He's old school. Nothing wrong with that. Played all the time. None of this, hey, i got to get a breather, sub me out. No, he was on the court. And so these guys have got to be in, in game shape. It's game two exhibition. They're going to have to adjust quickly, get into a rhythm, and get it to that point where you're out there, you can go. Now, we're not talking about running these kids to death. We're talking about just, hey, being ready to go and playing a full game. That's what you're looking for sometimes. But at the same time, I think they're going to get that as they get more into a game rhythm now. Now, talking about that defense, it was asked of John Elmore, hey, was there sort of a um, an emphasis where the coaches emphasizing to you guys about the defense? Here's John Elmore's reply to that.
2: A lot. Uh, Coach Rougeau yelled from the beginning of practice to the end of practice. Uh, but I think we, we did a good job. We're a young team. Uh, I know we've got a lot of returners, but we're throwing a lot of different lineups out there. So it's going to be tricky early on. But I think we got better. We were in better positions. Uh, we got a lot more steals, I figure. Um, we were in a, a lot better positions overall just watching throughout the game and talking and seeing where guys were. So that's our goal is we got to get in position, understand the system, and uh, communicate, and I think we did a better job, and hopefully we can keep it up.
1: It's John Elmore from earlier last night. Thundering Heard with the victory over West Virginia Wesleyan 83-65. to When we come back, we're going to talk Huntington High football. We hope to be joined by Woody Woodrum. He'll have the call of tonight's action between Huntington High and Spring Valley. That's a game you can listen to right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive. We are presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
0: 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Coming up tonight right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's going to be Huntington High and Spring Valley. Both these teams are pretty much locked in for a good playoff spot. But if you want to stay where you're at, if you're Spring Valley, you got to win against Huntington. If you're Huntington, you want to make sure that you have a really good spot and might not have to travel for a while in the playoffs. you got to beat Spring Valley. Important game. It's a rivalry game. That's why we've got Woody Woodrum. He's got the call tonight right here. And, Woody, um, is this a winnable game for Huntington? A few weeks ago, maybe I would have said yes, but Huntington struggled as of late. They won last week, which is a turn back to the right direction. But is this Huntington team equipped to take on such an explosive Spring Valley team?
3: Well, I, you know, I saw them turn around last week, Paul, and, and they had really not played very well in either the loss uh, at Capital or in the loss at Capital Midland, and they came home and, Right off the bat, they gave up a muff on the kick first kickoff and set up an easy score for Parkersburg, went up 7 to nothing. but I don't know, they, they'd kind of gotten together on Monday and decided they weren't going to play that way anymore, and th- they came back, and they were resilient in that game, Parkersburg, you know, matched as, almost as soon as they scored to tie the game, Parkersburg scored again, but then Spring Valley scored just before the end of the half, and and had a 14-13 lead and, and got the win uh, in the overtime. And, and you know, you, you you always hear kids say, hey, Coach, I'm sorry about a mistake. I'm going to make up for it. Geronimo Mitchell was the living personification of that last week. The junior, who along with his brother Diallo, who's been so big uh, stepping up at running back, uh, he muffed that kick after it was hit by Chris Brown and he couldn't cover it. And he told Billy Seals he'd make up for it. He, he went on to have three interceptions in that game. And he scored a return touchdown and a, uh, a running touchdown. They were both called back because of penalties. So uh, he was playing at a higher level last week. Uh, three interceptions in one game is is great for anybody. And, and, you know, I was over there yesterday on Thursday to talk with coaches and players and it was funny, one of the players, uh, Terrence Panky, came in he said, Coaches, there's some guys on the team that just don't think we have a chance to win tomorrow night. And he said, well, are they just guys on the team or are they, you know, starters? And he said, oh, they're just guys on the team. But he said, well, you know what to do. You're a junior now. Go take care of that. <laughs> and, and so I like the way that Billy was kind of putting it into, you know, their heads. that hey, you know, if, if it's a problem, then uh, bang. You know, we'll take care of that problem. And uh, I thought it, uh, you know, it was funny, even though it was just a brief moment. And I think it's a little different attitude on those kids. You know, I talked to, you're going to hear from Tay Blackwell uh, later on this evening. And, you know, they, he had a couple of really bad interceptions in, in the last couple of minutes of the game. It could have set them up to score uh, and win the game in, over, in regulation. But, you know, that that's how you learn. I mean, he was in his ninth game as a starter this year. Uh, Chris Brown's a first-year starter receiver. Geronimo and Diallo Mitchell, they played seventh and eighth grade ball and then didn't play in the ninth and tenth. So they were in their first year back as players, and they both have gotten better throughout the year. And you look up and down this lineup, there's a lot of players like that who are either having a great year of their senior year or have gotten better Throughout the season, and uh, you know, it guys like AJ Prestera, who was never a starter, has done a terrific job 60 tackles at the outside linebackers, which is matched by Brock and Blair, their leading tackler, last couple of years. So, this is a a team that has really come on, and you know, this rivalry, while it's heated, and and, uh, both teams want to win desperately every year when they meet because. Kids see each other everywhere they go. But it is, it's not like the Midland in, in that they, there's a great deal of friendship and respect between Brad Dengus and Billy Seals. You know, the other 360 some days of the year, they're going to camps together, they're going to clinics together, they're talking. I mean, it was Billy that said to Brad a couple of years ago when Huntington won the second game of the year, beat him 35 to nothing, because what are you doing in a spread offense? Get back and do what you do. And went back to single wing and went all the way to the state final. So you know that's the kind of uh, relationship those two guys have. So it's more like a brother on brother thing, where you know you nobody can beat up your brother except for you. But uh, you know on on that game night, you really want to beat him if uh, if at all possible.
1: Um, by the way, I think um, the rivalry just increased a little bit because I chose you over Matt Perry tonight voice of the spring valley yeah. timberwolves and his feelings are hurt he's texting me right now it's like a like a like a jilted lover almost um he, his feelings are hurt but he doesn't realize you and me are boys i mean we, we go back way way
3: yeah yeah we go way way yeah. way. explain back it to so. him tonight uh, yeah. you
1: know when you, when you talk to him you know uh when i'll try
3: yeah i'll try to do that D- just and there are a couple players who <laughs> may or may not be here one is ty Wilcoxon tonight uh, he gets his cast off Monday. Now, you know, he was telling me he's going to play next week in the playoffs. I, I think the doctor and the trainers and his parents will probably have some input on that and see if he does. And there's a question whether Grayson Malovich for the Timberwolves is ready. He got a terrific concussion last week in a tackle against uh, the the uh, Point Pleasant red, uh, Big red or the Big Blacks, and they uh, – he was is a swing pass, and as an outside, they in his in their defensive scheme, they call him a bandit. So he's kind of like a big safety or a smaller linebacker with speed. And he came in, and as he went to tackle, and he was he was in pretty good shape. The player cut, and his knee impacted his helmet right in the side of the head, and he hit the ground and went limp, and then kind of spasm. And I, I mean, knowing that he was all right and that he got up, still watching it on Thursday, it shook me up. It was that kind of hit, and, you know, the coaches and the Huntington staff are like, wow, you know, that's some kind of hit. Now we hear that he's been in percussion uh, concussion protocol and may or may not go tonight. I mean, to tell the truth, Paul, I don't really think that they would play Wilcoxon if he had to cast off last Monday because you've got to consider young men's health plus – Neither team's going to move up or fall down a a whole lot. So, you know, winning's good, but it's not an absolute necessity to move on into playoffs. Still at a high spot. I think Huntington can't finish higher than sixth, and, uh, you know, they can't finish much lower than seventh. Spring Valley's going to be locked in at two because Martinsburg won last night big. So... You know, it's senior night here for them. Spring Valley's going to start that here in about 10 minutes because they've got so many seniors on this year's team, like 30-some seniors on the Spring Valley team. So they're going to go at 6 o'clock, try to get it out of the way early, and then get to the business of playing football. But it's not a must-win for our team in their playoff situation. And other games like Parkersburg South at Parkersburg, games like that will have an impact on their bonus points as well.
1: Woody Woodrum with us. He's going to have the call tonight of Huntington Highs, Spring Valley. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM, AM 930. If uh, you're looking for the Spring Valley side of things, well, I mean, just you can turn Matt Perry off for just a week and flip over right here and listen to Woody as well. I mean, I'm just saying.
3: Yeah.
1: Everybody should be yep. listening to Woody Yeah, and, and,
3: and the video folks are here, so, uh, you know, this, this game is being covered every way possible. And uh, you know it should be a fun fun game. I think you know last year was two real barn burners when those teams got together. And, and you know that's not surprising because that's what you expect out of these two teams. You know they just they're so good and they they are playoff bound almost every year. And, and you know the the overall series it's the 21st meeting. Highlanders have 11-9 edge. Last year, Huntington won the regular season game 14-0, then Spring Valley won the playoff game 10-7. The year before that, it was Huntington 17, Spring Valley 13. A uh, couple of years before that in 2014, it was a double overtime win for Spring Valley, 35-34. So, you know, this this series has been tight. Uh, Huntington has won five of nine here at Spring Valley. So, And uh, to tell the truth, I think most of the seniors, especially the, the three-year senior players on Spring Valley's team, have not lost any games here. Uh, they've, they've won about 18 in a row. So it, it's going to be fun. It's, it's Senior night always adds a different twist. You never know how kids are going to react to that. And we'll try to see uh, early on uh, which players are healthy enough to go tonight and in the game.
1: Willy Woodrum with us. He'll have a call tonight. Huntington High, Spring Valley, right here. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Have fun tonight. Uh, I know uh, you're out there without Chris Tatum, so um, it's you yes. versus the world out there tonight. I think you got it though.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I've had fun. We'll have you know, fun. I'm just we'll and, have fun tonight. I'm, and... Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, we need to do this more often. So uh, yeah. next next week, uh, we're talking playoffs. So we'll do that next week with you, and uh, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll see you soon, All man. Right. I'll talk to you a little bit. Woody Woodrum, he'll have the to call tonight. Yeah,
3: well, well, will Go ahead. You're still on. Yeah, we'll see. We hopefully, 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 we have some uh, smartness about when we schedule the game for next weekend. You mean Friday? You know, I hate when teams want to pick Saturday afternoon. So
1: you know it's coming. You know it's <laughs> coming. Just, just plan on yeah, Saturday now. Just plan on it now. Because <laughs> the herd's playing, that's so it's it's going to be on Saturday. All right, we'll talk to you in a little bit. What do you, Woodrum? Yeah, that'll be fun. He'll um, All right, he'll have the call tonight. Coming up next, um, it would have been Jason Toy, but uh, it'll probably be me saying goodnight when we come back from the commercial break here on the drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. I love Fridays. We always have fun on the show. we get to do that again tomorrow. Going to be at Brewster's for pregame activities. Then back here on Monday, football season is getting close to the end. Basketball season is here. We're going to have so much to talk about on Monday. I just want to remind you, come on down to the Union Pub and Grill on Monday. That's where I'm going to be. I invite you to come join me as well. But tomorrow, Roosters, Pullman Square in Huntington. That's where you need to be. We've got Marshall and Southern Miss, and that's coming up. And, of course, if you can't watch the game, it's going to be on Stadium Facebook. It's right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we'll have that for you. And, of course, if you want to watch the game, you can't figure out how to make that Facebook stuff work. Well, one, call me earlier in the week. And, two, come on down to Roosters. I'll show you. If you're there while I'm there, I'll show you uh, how to make that stuff work there's an app you can get again if you've got like say an Amazon Fire Stick you can get the Facebook app the Facebook watch app and if you link your Facebook account to it and then you go to say Stadium's Facebook page and like hey I want to watch that event you should be able to sync it up where you can find it easier um, I know Pluto TV is a pretty good option as well as far as streaming apps are concerned. a lot of stuff finds its way there so there are your options. We'll have it for you, of course, on the radio side. We hope you can join us at Roosters, Pullman Square tomorrow. Huntington High football coming up about an hour from now. We'll have it for you. We're taking on Spring Valley, you can listen to it right here. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I am obligated uh, because I am an employee of Kinder Communications to tell you that There will be a video stream of this as well. You can go to our Facebook page, ESPN Radio, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Go to our website as well at wrvc.com, and you can watch the game there. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Good night, everyone.
0: Huntington Sports Station.